With that said, Hebrews 11, if you would, I'm going to start a reading in verses number 8, Hebrews chapter number 11, verses 8. By faith, Abraham, when he's called to go out in the place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in the strange in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with him of the same promise for he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, and having seen them, having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Will you bow with us for prayer? Let's ask the Lord for his help today. Father, I want to thank you again for the privilege of being here today and for your guiding hand, Father, in directing us so we could be here. I want to thank you for every person here, Lord, and I'm asking you that you may bless us with your presence. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, from the bottom of my heart for your son, Jesus, and Father, for him coming in this world and bleeding on the, and dying on Calvary with our sins on him. And Father, I want to thank you that you allowed your son to bear our sins in his own body on the tree. And I want to thank you for letting him die with our sins on him and be buried. And I want to thank you for his resurrection and, Lord, his ascension to your right hand. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity now to try to represent you today. So I'm going to ask you, Lord, that you can move. We lay ourselves at your feet and ask you for your divine guidance. Lord, I don't know what the needs are here today in this congregation, but I'm praying that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you'd reach out, Lord, to these people today. You'd meet them on the ground where they're living, and that you'd minister to their heart and their body, soul, and spirit. And we'll honor you for what you do, Father, in Christ's name. Amen. I don't want to waste a lot of time, so I want to go right to where I want to give you. If you would please go to verse number 13. Look at verse number 13, and I want to try to pull out our text here, our study from verses 13. Look again, it said, These all died in faith, 
Now think about this now. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. These people lived all those years without having received the promise. But the Bible says, but having seen them afar off and were, and were persuaded of them and embraced them. And here's our text now. Watch what it said. And they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. I want to preach for a few moments today on pilgrim properties. And let me, let me tell you why this has come up and so important in my thinking. Right after this, uh, the pandemic started, or COVID-19, uh, we that evangelists, you know, we travel. Our meetings, I don't know if that was everybody else, but our meetings just almost came to a stop. And then when, it, when the meeting started back, I started, I started trying to find out, what does the people need? And it was almost like every place I went, I couldn't put my finger on what the need was. I kept trying, but it was like I could never put my finger on the needs of the church. So I'm in prayer one day, and the Lord whispered to my heart, and he said to my heart, you know how God speaks, and he said to my heart in God's way, what the problem is, is my people have forgotten that there were pilgrims and strangers. And when I got to think about that, I got to thinking, you know, the church, one of the church's major problems in this hour is God's people have become acclimated to the world. We become accustomed to the world. We've adapted to the world and we're living that way. And so the Lord has not changed his mind about us being pilgrims and strangers in the world. All right, so let me begin by defining what these two words mean. A stranger and I know it's not elaborate, but a stranger basically is a foreigner who is living in another country. Now, how will that apply to you and I? Will that apply to us? I'll try to apply that in a moment. But what about a pilgrim? Now, I want you to please just listen carefully just for a second as I try to define the word pilgrim. Now, I put this together after studying different definitions of a pilgrim. What a scriptural pilgrim is. Now listen carefully. It is a believer who recognizes he has only a temporary time on this earth. Did y'all hear that? Make it clear. A scriptural pilgrim is a believer who understands he only has a very short amount of time on the earth. And that pilgrim lives as if he does have a short period of time. But most of us don't do that. I'm sad to say most of us live as if we're going to be forever here on this earth. So in our study here, I want to, we're going to be looking at Abraham briefly, and I'll give you this statement. Abraham is a sample of a pilgrim, but he is a synonym of a pilgrim. In other words, if I mention Abraham's name, we could say he's a friend of God, but also his very name is a synonym for what a pilgrim really is. Now, I want to look back, if you would, in verse number 8 of our text. Look at verse number 8. I'll, I'll share a couple of things with you about the properties of a real Bible pilgrim. All right, look at verse number 8, if you would. 
So in verse number 8, the Bible said, the Bible says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out in the place which he should have to receive for inheritance, he obeyed. So the first thing that I saw in my study here about pilgrims is that a pilgrim, they are people of deliverance. Now you put that down. A a real Bible pilgrim is somebody that is a person of deliverance. Now, how, how would I how would I term that? Well, look at verse number eight again. The Bible said he's called to go out. Now let me ask you a question. When you got born again, were you not called to go out of where you were living? Matter of fact, I, I love Brother Nathan's devotion this morning. I really loved it. He's talking about getting saved and becoming a new person, a new friends, uh, new habits, and thus and so. Well, what happened is he's called out. When God bursts us in his family, we're called out for the lifestyle that we live. And so a pilgrim is somebody neighbor that has been delivered. Now, are y'all be y'all with me a moment now? All right, so what does the word deliver mean? Well, let me let me back let me back like a moment. Here's what the Bible teaches us, and I'll not read all the verses for you. But we are delivered from the wrath to come. That ought to excite you a little bit that you have been delivered from the wrath that is ahead. Number two, we're not delivering that, but we're delivered from the mouth of the lion. Oh, 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 oh. are y'all hearing that? When God saved us, we are delivered from the mouth of the lion. We're delivered, neighbor, from this world. We're delivered, neighbor, from the power of darkness and translated in the king of Israel's son. So, so now, I, I, I may have done this before, but I'm going to do this briefly and move on. So, the word delivered, oh, let me give you the birth, then he, in Galatians 1.4, the Bible says, the Bible says, who gave himself for us, he might deliver us from this present evil world. Are y'all hearing that now? I'm going, to make a, I'm going to make a statement. I want you to get it. The Bible says, who gave himself for us, he might deliver us from this present evil world. So what does the word deliver really mean? I mean, if I use the word deliver, what does it really, really mean? Are y'all here now? Now, here's what you do. Now, I'll, be, I'll go back to the pulpit in a moment. But if you've got a strong concordance, when you get home, you look up the word deliver in Galatians 1.4. And here's what you discover. You'll discover the root word for the word deliverance in Galatians 1.4 literally means to tear out. Are you hearing that? It means to tear out. Now look here. Now, now, this, now I might have done this before, but, but you just forgive it. But now, so I made this kind of messy. And that is not abstract heart. Y'all understand that. That's just messy. Well, when I'm a lost man, I am in a messy world. My life is messed up. I'm in a messy world. You understand that? And when I got born again, saved by God's grace, God tore me out. God delivered me and he tore me out of the stinking, ungodly, messy world. Y'all hear that? Now, God delivered me. Uh, Y'all now, was it what verse name again? Cam? Cam. Cam. All right, Cam. Now, look, now, Cam's my picking buddy today. All right, so Cam, I want you to see, uh, I, I was delivered. God tore me out, and he delivered me from this ungodly world. Y'all hear that? Yes. Cam, put it back just like it was. No matter what you got to do, put it back just like it was. Tape it, staple it, lick it, do whatever you got to do, but put it back just like it was. 
Response? What? Say it louder. It's impossible. It's impossible. What Gamdus said was that when I tore this piece of paper out, when I tore this section out, then it's absolutely totally impossible for me to fit for this to fit back just like it was. Are y'all hearing that? When the when the Holy Spirit of God called me and saved me by God's grace, God tore me out. I will never fit back in no matter what I try to do I will never fit back in like I used to now I might try I might get cold and indifferent on God I might try to fit back in but I'll never fit back in the way that I did are y'all hearing that I want to ask you a question now do you fit back in this world do you fit this world do you fit the mess of this world do you fit neighbor what's going on out there in that world then your problem is you ain't never been tore out. You ain't never been delivered by the power of God. When God saves us, delivered us, he tears us out of that mess, he changed us by his power, and we'll never fit back in. Amen. Amen. So, that's point one. Okay. Alright, so let's move on quickly now. I want you to go to verse number eight again. So, number one, the, the New Testament pilgrim, a Bible-believing pilgrim, they're people of deliverance. Now, watch verse number eight again. And the Bible says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out in the place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. Right? Yeah. All right? So how did he obey? I mean, what was the process by which he obeyed? Did he have some feeling? Did God give him a contract? Did God give him something in his hand? No. What when he obeyed, he obeyed just like you did. When you got saved, you trusted Christ by faith. Amen. And Abraham obeyed by faith. Are y'all hearing that? So here's where Abraham is. Abraham is a pilgrim. He is a person of deliverance, but he's also a person of faith or a person that's depending on God. He got saved at age 75. At age 75, he trusted God. For the next 100 years, he spent 100 years showing his faith in God, obeying what God said. Are y'all hearing that? So here's what I'm saying. So Abraham is a man that is trusting him. So he trusted God's person. He trusted God's promises. And only on we could go of things he trusted God with. So Abraham is a man that's trusting the Lord. Y'all hear me now. Help us here, Lord. So am I walking by faith? Am I a pilgrim? Am I born again? Has God called me out? Has God called me out of the mess that I was in? Has he done that for me? For me, yes. So I'm a pilgrim. I'm a born again, saved of grace person. I'm a pilgrim in this ungodly world. But now how am I doing on the faith end? Am I trusting him? Are y'all hearing me now? Am I trusting him? Well, so, but what, but what do you mean by that? Well, am I trusting him with my life? Am I trusting him to guide me? Am I trusting him to lead me? By the way, let me, let me digress. I, I'm, not trying to be, I'm not trying to be showy. I'm telling you, I'm really not. But in 2013... I resigned my church after I've been there 40 years and I resigned the church and I'm out here doing what I'm doing now. Now I don't know whether the men do. I'm not trying to compare myself with them. But here's what I know. 
I know when I, when I resigned the church to go out and evangelism, the Lord put in my heart, don't call nobody. Don't tell anybody you have an open date. Do not, do not promote yourself in not any shape, form, or fashion. You know what I'm doing? It's been hard sometimes. I, I've had the temptation time or two. Never to try to call the pastor and say, got this date open. But here's what I've done. By the help of God, I've trusted God for every meeting I've had. I have I've not called, I've not written, I've not I've not told anybody I had open days, but I'm telling you, I'm so busy, I cannot keep up. Amen. Why? Because this God that delivered me, I'm trusting this God, and this God is directing my pathway. Amen. Now sometimes his pathways seem odd. Are y'all okay? Sometimes he has passed away. Now, do y'all know what a Toyota Prius is? That's four of you. (laughs) Well, I've driven Toyota Priuses for 15 years. So, I and, and uh, last Tuesday morning, I jumped in my Toyota Prius. I got all loaded up. I'm headed to Kentucky for to be in two churches in Kentucky. So, they had that bad wreck down on I-40 where that motorcycle boy got killed. And uh, so, they had, had, the, had the traffic all stopped up. Are y'all hearing me now? So I got a detour and get on US 70 and, and come in around Knoxville. So I'm up on US 70 for three miles and, uh, and, and I could shoot the deer hunters. I could shoot the deer hunters because they didn't shoot that deer. Amen. The biggest deer I believe I'd ever seen in East Tennessee found its way in front of my car. And he wanted to make love to my car and kiss it. He did to the tune of a total vehicle. Now, wait a minute. I know what I'm saying. My plans are to go to Kentucky and be in meeting. Are y'all hear me now? I'm to be in meeting in Kentucky. Well, now I, I can go. My car is total. Well, what am I doing? I'm not grumbling. I'm not growling. I'm not murmuring. I'm saying, Lord, thank you for choosing my changes. Amen. Y'all hear that? So here's what I'm saying. When I become saved by God's grace, then my, my responsibility now is to start trusting Him with every footprint, with every every decision I make. I need to I need to trust my God for what He's doing. Are y'all hear me now? So so now number two is this now that a Bible pilgrim is somebody that's been delivered. Number two, there's somebody that is uh, walking by faith. Now, go to verse 13. I'm really getting, uh, I'm, try, I'm really in too big of a hurry, I guess, for you to get all this. But now look back in verse number 13, if you would, our text. And let me show you this now. Watch what it said. It, about the, last, the last phrase is now. It said, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. All right. So what does the word confess mean? Uh, so how, how do we use that word confess? The word confess means to assent or to acknowledge or to, or to make a confession of or declaration. So here's what the Bible pilgrim is. Now, I don't know this lady that stood and testified. I'm sorry, dear, but I I don't know who you are. But she made a statement while she said, I'm not ashamed of my Lord. You remember that? 
Now, so here's what that word confess means. They're talking about they confess that they were strangers and pure. So Abraham, the Bible is saying about Abraham. It's saying when Abraham now he's left there of Chaldees, he's moved to the land of Canaan, moved that area, and then this guy meets him and says, then what's your name? He says, my name is Abraham. I'm a stranger and a pilgrim. So the word confess means he acknowledging continually, I am a stranger here. I am a pilgrim on this land. Are y'all hearing that? Do you reckon God expects me to acknowledge that as I go through this world? Acknowledge, I'm a stranger here. Amen. I'm a pilgrim on this land. Thank God. Amen. So Abraham is confessing that is that that he's a stranger and pure. Now are y'all with me now? Are y'all with me? I know I'm going fast, but just try to do your best again. All right, so here's what I want you to get. So what are they confessing here? Number one, their position. Position. What is their position? Their position is that they are a stranger. Do y'all hear that? He is a he is a foreigner. He is a he, he is he he was raised in Mesopotamia. Now he's in the land of Canaan. He is a foreigner in the land of Canaan. How's that fit? How's that fit for me and you? I mean, how do you apply that? Y'all listen. The way you're what the Bible said. Philippians three twenty. Y'all hear that now? For our conversation is in. For our conversation is in heaven. Amen. From whence we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That, right? that word conversation means citizenship. You'll hear that. So here's what Paul is saying. He is saying, my citizenship is in heaven. Amen. So, so when I when I become a stranger pilgrim, yes, I'm an American citizen. Yes, I am a voting American citizen. Amen. But am I really a citizen here? Are y'all listening to me now? I don't know what you think about what I'm about to say. But when I got born again and saved by God's grace, though I'm an American, I'm a patriotic American, my first allegiance is not to America. My first allegiance is to the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Why? Because that's where my citizenship is. I've got, as it were, a dual citizenship. But the most important one is my citizenship over yonder. Amen. Amen. All right, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. All right, so don't you, man, y'all are listening too fast. All right, so don't you think about this more. Uh, over here is Mesopotamia. Mes- that's where Abraham is from. He's, he's going to Canaan. Seven to eight hundred miles. Seven to eight hundred miles. He's traveling from Mesopotamia over here to Canaan. Are y'all hearing me now? So, here he is in Canaan. Does he know the territory? He doesn't know the territory. Why? He destroyed. Are y'all hearing me now? Does he know the territory? No. He's not familiar with the territory. Is he familiar with the customs? Why? Call him a stranger. Are you hearing me now? He is, uh, he's not familiar with the environment and all, not, and all that, but the environment is not familiar with him. Are you hearing that now? Let's apply that. 
When I got born again, saved by God's grace, I'm now a citizen of another country. Am I I familiar with the operation of this world? Not much. Y'all hear me now? See, this world does not want me in on the way it operates. And I don't want in on the way this this world operates. No, you mean I am not. I am not interested in one second. Neither sitting down with a pedophile and find out what makes him tick. No, I'm not. I'm not interested in sitting down with a legislator that's involved in field. I'm not interested in finding out what makes him tick. I know what makes me tick. I know what, and that's what's important to me. I know what makes me tick in my own heart and soul. So here's what I'm saying. They're professing their position as a stranger in a foreign country. They don't know how that that operates. They don't know the environment. They don't know the secrets of the environment. Same true the believer. But wait a minute now. Look on now. The Bible says, and they are, they confess that they are what? It's in the Bible. Strangers and... All right, so let's think about that a moment. All right, so here he is. He's moved from uh, Mesopotamia, 800 miles away, to Canaan. He's a pilgrim. So he moves in next door to this Canaanite. And this Canaanite says, You sure do talk funny. <laughs> Hey, you don't talk like us. Y'all hear me? You don't talk like us. You you talk differently, don't you? Yeah. When I became a pilgrim, you say, I didn't have it. And by the way, I was, I was a young boy when I got saved. I cussed as much as I could. I, I invented curse words, but the moment I got born again, God broke my cusser. Amen to God. Amen. Hey, you know, you talk, you're a pilgrim, yeah, you should have talked different. That's right. If you're a pilgrim, you're supposed to talk different. That's right. Hey, by the way, I notice, I notice you live in tents. Yeah, I live in a tent. I notice you live different from us. I thought, I'm a pilgrim here. He said, I, I notice you, you live in a tent. You're, are you not interested in a house? No, I'm, I live in a tent. In other words, the way I live is conducive to what I profess I am. Do you profess to be a Christian? Do you profess to be a, be a, be a pilgrim? Then your talk will reveal it. The way you live will reveal it. Amen. Y'all all right? Amen. So I'm not sure if he had the best in Sunday school or not, but nevertheless. So here we are. He had a different dialect. He had a different dwelling. Can I tell you this? He had a different devotion. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible said these all, uh, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but they, that they have seen that they saw them afar off. The Bible said they, neighbor, that they, they received the promises by faith. Uh, they, they died, neighbor, holding on to them. They were persuaded them and they embraced them. So they were devoted differently. See, the Canaanites and the worldlings are devoted as long as convenient. But the pilgrim is devoted, neighbor, what he believes under the very end. Are y'all hearing that? So the pilgrim's neighbor are people that are devoted and they're so going to give you a couple of things and I'll be done. 
So, I, I, like, I like verse 13. Watch what he said now. The Bible says, but having seen them, how far, where? Help me now. The Bible said, having seen them, afar off. Other words, here Abraham is in the land of Canaan, talks different, lives different, devoted different. Now I'm just using this illustration. But Abraham's looking up in the sky. And the Canaanite said, you know, he's got that far away look in his eye. <laughs> oh, he's got a far away look. this. Do you have a far away look in your eye? Do you have a far away look in your eye? Are you looking beyond this world? Are you looking beyond what's happening here? Are you looking out your neighbor in a far away place? Amen. 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 So he's got this far away look in his eye. But now, could I could I show you a couple more things right quick now? Look on. Look at look in verse number 13 again. The Bible said he's looking afar off. Verse 16 said that he's now thinking about heavenly things. And so he's looking for a city. Look verse number 10. For he looked for a city which had foundation builder makers of God. Now, could I say this to you? So Abraham's a pilgrim. He got a different dialect. He lived differently, talks differently, he looks differently, he serves differently. Amen. Amen. But now look, he's not looking for silver, he's not looking for gold, he's looking for a city. Are y'all not y'all? Do you realize I have read this Bible through more times than I will tell you. I have never one time in the Old Testament ever found where Abraham was looking for a city. It's not there. It does not say that Abraham looked for a city. But did he? Yes, he did. Well, how do you know there was a city? Huh? By faith. But somebody had to tell him, didn't they? I, th- I think that God that called him told him there was a city. You know what? I, don't, I don't know how you felt when you got born again. I don't have no idea. But I'm going to tell you with the night God saved me as a 14-year-old boy, I knew God had done something for me. I didn't understand all of it. But I knew God had done something for me and I knew that fear of hell had jumped off of me and I he was not there. And I was thinking about going to heaven one day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So watch this now. So Abraham is a pilgrim. Are y'all hearing this? Abraham's a pilgrim. He's a good one. Now I want to show you this. Let's look, look, look back in verses 15 or 16. I want to show you this and I'll move on. Look at verse 15. So do you know anybody, and I'm not asking for judging, but you know about says I know the Lord and I got saved by God's grace. But but you can't get them to go to church. You can't get them to do anything. Their heart's not in the things of God. Anybody know about like that? Now I want you to look at verse 15. Now look what it said. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out. 
they might have had opportunity to have returned. I, I'm going to tell you what I, I think you can count on what I'm about to say. You find somebody that says they're saved, says they got born again, and they're always talking about how it used to be. Oh, hear me. Always talking about parties I used to go to, things I used to do. There's a little clue here, we'd get it. That clue is they're looking back. They're looking back to what they were. Matter of fact, they're not finding so much joy out of this new way of life. They're keep looking back to what they used to have, thinking it's all joy then. Can I tell you this much? The Word of God said, neighbor, that if they had been mindful of that country out of which they came, they might have had opportunity to return. You know why Abraham didn't return? You know why he didn't go back? He didn't sit around and think about where he came from all the time. He thought about where he's going, not from where he came from. Amen. And so here's what I'm saying. You better, you better not have your mind going back to what you used to be all the time and thinking about, boy, what a time we had there. You better concentrate on where you're going to the land of glory. Amen to God. So he wouldn't think back and he didn't turn. Now I want you to look at the next verse. I'm done. I'm done. Honestly, I'm done. And I ain't preached but 40 minutes over. <laughs> look at your Bible. Look at verse 16. Let me borrow yours. Look at verse 16. But now they desire a better country and heavenly. Let me pause it here. What's God's reaction to somebody that wants to be a real pilgrim? What's God's reaction to somebody that wants to be a true pilgrim? Speak differently. Talk differently. Have the right devotion. Keep your focus in the right direction. What's God's, what's God's response to all that? What is it, Kim? Uh, he's not ashamed for us to call him our God. Do you really say look at it? He said, this pilgrim here, they've been trying to, they, they're not perfect. They make some mistakes along the way. But God said, here is what I think about them. I am not ashamed to be called their God. Amen. Amen. Oh, you will listen that day. Amen. I'll ask you a question. If God showed us this morning what he thought about your Christian experience, would God have to duck his head? God came in. And I said, God, what do you think about David's pilgrim walk? Of course, I, know, I, I think I know what God would do. But the question would God duck his head, you know, I've done everything I know to try to get that boy walk right. Amen. 
I've, I've urged him. I've given him good messages. I've had people praying for him. I've done for him. I've tried to get him walk right. And you know, everything I do to try to get him walking right, he just can't ever seem to do it. God have to say, I'm ashamed to be called his God. Oh, yeah, I saved him, but I'm ashamed to be called his God. But on the other hand, what would it be like for God to say, I'm not ashamed to be called your God. Amen. You may have made some mistakes, son, but I'm not ashamed Amen. to be identified as your God. Amen. 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 You know, I, I don't know where anybody is but me. I get up in the morning, I go to my prayer closet, and I talk to God, and I say, God, you know in my heart, you are my only desire. Amen. I've got things in this life, I've got to do just like you've got to do. But I'm telling you right, you're in this heart of mine. My heart cries out, God, you're all I desire in this life. Amen. Amen. Yes. Now look here. I want you to, I want to see I want you to see how excited God got about this. Come on, look at your Bible. Look at verse 16. Look how God look how excited God got when he found somebody he wasn't ashamed to be their God. What did he say? Nathan, what did he say? He got so excited about these folk here being being his pilgrim and that neighbor and not being ashamed of uh, him not being ashamed of God. He said, I tell you what I'm gonna do. They're a, they're a true pilgrim, they're trying to walk a pilgrim, and I am gonna prepare for them a city. Amen. Amen. It's God. Amen. I probably don't do anything for you, but I'm telling you it does much for me. Amen. Amen. God being so enthused over the way I live my pilgrim walk. He is so pleased with it. He says, I'm going to prepare for them a place. Do you reckon just human thinking? Do you reckon maybe, what's your first name, son? Christian. Christian, wow. I was messing my illustrations up here. <laughs> so let's let's just say Christian wasn't really the Christian he should have been. <laughs> so let's say Christian was a little loose, and when God looked at him, he wasn't quite as happy about his pilgrim journey as he was Kim's. And so he's preparing a place. I wonder if the place that he's preparing for Christian would be a little less quality. You hear that? Uh, Here's my challenge to you and I'm done. How you doing in your Christian walk? Is your Christian walk the walk that God could look at you and when he sees the way you're walking, his heart would just get elevated and say, I'm not ashamed to be called her God. Or would he have to duck his head and say, they're not doing the way they ought to be doing. 
I wish said do better. Be a pilgrim. Be a real pilgrim. Be a pilgrim. And by the way, I don't think you have much time to prove yourself a pilgrim. That's what I believe. All right, I'm done. Come on, David. I'm done. I'm going to pray with you, and then David will take over, and he'll, he'll finish up. Father, I want to thank you for your help today. Thank you, Father, for letting us share your word, a little bit of it. And, and Father, I, I trust, even though I was in a hurry, I trust, Father, somehow or another. Somebody, dear God, got a little challenge out of it, Lord, that will help them to want to be a Christian. That, Lord, you're so pleased with them. Please, Father God, do a work here for us. We'll honor you for what you do. Oh, God. Lord, should there be somebody here that, Lord, has never been born again, never been saved. Lord, maybe they've been thinking about it, but, Lord, they're not there yet. Will you please help them, our Father, to be able to give their heart to Jesus and be saved. We'll honor you for what you do in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, brother. That was